Welcome to episode 90 of the Radio MVP Sports Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Tim along with Anthony as we bring you uh, the latest edition of the Sports Podcast. The week after the rivalry. Yeah. Uh, one out of two ain't bad. No. Not what no. I wanted, but you know. It was good enough, I guess. Not really, but uh, we'll get into that. There's a lot going on. Obviously, I want to start here, if mm-hmm. you don't mind. Nope. Uh, well, we're going to start with the high school yes. uh, football games that happened this past week. Neither one of us were involved mm-hmm. in any of the broadcasts or anything like that. However, Springfield advances to the state title game. Dominant. With a 42-14 victory. Wow. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Bo Barngard, what can we say, just continues to show his uh, you, strengths. You kind of hope he's wearing red and white in a couple years, huh? Yeah, you know, there's no question. Uh, he would be he would be a natural follow yes. to Wade, wouldn't yes, he? Yes, he would. You know, it, keep that right in the valley. Finally, get some consistency and some semblance of and some uh, stabilization of the quarterback position that we have not had since the uh, late '90s. Yeah, it'll be quite interesting to see uh, how that develops in the future. We'll just wait and see. That whole team is uh, that whole Springfield team. We had them week ten. Boy, are they well coached. Yeah. Every every little detail is crossed by that coaching staff. Whether it be Guerrero or Brongard, every little detail. And you know what? The thing that I'm, that caught my eye is when we were on the field doing the interviews and just uh, talking to Coach Guerrero, most of their pregame warm-ups were all special teams oriented. They were all kicking and where to line up. I heard not once, but maybe three times. How far can you get it? How far can you make it? What's your distance tonight? Tell me what your distance is. I mean, every single thing is not left unturned, and that's a really good football team. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. They're like you said, they're very well prepared mm-hmm. in yes. a lot of different phases of the game. You and I talked about it after the game yes. on our way back. I said that's a football team that could win a state title. Yes, you did. And yes, you did. They just have a, a great mixture of everything. They have an offense that can attack you in different ways. They use different formations. And more importantly, or as important, let me change that, mm-hmm. is they don't get the defensive credit that they deserve. They're very, they're very they're not good flashy, but they're fundamentally sound. And that's what you have to be. Yep. That's exactly what you have to be. Limit the big plays. And I guarantee you, Anna's the same way. Yep. I'll be shocked, just like last year. Everyone thought Gerard might roll over Wyoming. And it was just the opposite mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. That was a great game, but you know, Gerard just couldn't there, climb the mountain yep. after they made a couple mistakes and that was it, it, it kind of yeah. ran away from them for a little bit. However, Frankfield mm-hmm. uh, had a great run. I mean, obviously defeated Trimble in the playoffs, followed by Mogador, East Knox, and then now face Anna. Mm-hmm. Anna's route to the finals was through Minister, mm-hmm. Fairfield, excuse me, it was Fairfield, Archibald, Mechanisburg, and now, of course, facing undefeated Springfield. Anna has not had a close game except for their 17-14 loss to Maria Stein, Marion Local. Yeah, well, that's it's an interesting scenario there. They played a few Division Seven schools, mm-hmm. and they rolled them, like St. John's. Marion Local, as you mentioned, was a loss, to us uh for them 17 14 they also played new brennan who uh 45 nothing when you look at the schedule strength i can't 
tell you how good or bad it was, to be quite honest with mm-hmm. you. Because when you look at their schedule strength, mm-hmm. you got Bishop Fenwick, who was five and five, Brookville, who was six and four, New Brennan, nine and four, uh, St. Henry's was one and nine, Marion Local, who they lost to, their only loss was 12 and two this season. Versalis was three and seven, Fort Recovery was four and six, Coldwater, which is yep. traditionally a very good team, they eight defeated forty nine to eight. They were eight and three, but Parkway was four and six. St. Mm-hmm. John's was one and nine. So they have a couple of one and nine teams. They got a couple under five hundred teams and five hundred teams mixed in that schedule during the regular season. So on that level, it's tough to fi- figure out how good or bad they are. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even say bad. Obviously, it's tough to look at the schedule and compare it to to Springfield because none of these teams faced yeah, anybody no in yeah. common. So we don't know how strong that 5-5 five and five team was that opened the season for them or uh, how unfortunate the team that was 1-9 and nine was, you know, the two 1-9 teams. Maybe they played close games all season and, and lost. Maybe they were blown out in most of those games. We just – those are the things that you can't really determine. Mm-hmm. If you get to the state finals, you're a damn good team. Simple as that. Oh, yeah. And that goes across the board in all the uh, the games that we're talking about. So – yeah, Springfield, like I mentioned earlier, really good team. And uh, hopefully they'll bring the state title back here uh, in the number 22 yeah. since the playoffs began. You know, the teams that made the playoffs in the area, I think everybody kind of thought Springfield had the best chance. I know you and I got to see them up close in Week 10. We knew how good they were going in. They were even better coming out. This They were very impressive. With that in mind, just the opposite happened to Pole. Yeah, this past what a heartbreaker. What, yeah, they lose 25-24. Up 24-10. With eight minutes yeah. to play. And games change on one play. Yep. And unfortunately for Poland, they had the bad snap, and the ball went back deep into their own territory. I, th- I believe uh, it was recovered at the 15-yard line, and then they went right in for the score. Give their coaching staff and their players all yep. the credit in the world. They decided to go for the win there, to take the lead, I should say, late in the ballgame with a yep. two-pointer, and they were successful. To take the 25-24 lead. And Poland made a move. Got down, you know, made it downfield. And unfortunately, they turned over the ball at the end. And, well, you know, what can you say? It was just a hell of a run by a very powerful, good quality program. After their one and two start, what? I mean, each week, you and I didn't see him personally this year. Except for you saw him against Perry. But each week, they got better and better and better. And that's all you can ask what impressed me about them coming into that Perry game was I was paying attention all season long, seeing some highlights, mm-hmm. is how well their defense was yes. playing. And I, and more importantly, it's just how you play defensively mm-hmm. all season long. And quite honestly, they did it all in that semifinal game. It was just unfortunately they had One a, bad a couple snap. bad mm-hmm. plays that go against them late in the ball game. And you got to give the opponent credit for you know, Licking Valley for making the plays when they had the mm-hmm. opportunity, cut into the lead, and then take the lead. And that's a, like I said, they were just a few plays away, and we could have had two and teams. Licking Valley is on the reverse side of last year's heartbreak for them, where they yeah. had a lead late and saw it uh, collapse late on a just one of the better plays I'll probably ever see by Mark Wade on fourth and ten. Getting sacked to throw that out. was probably the most exciting game I've ever broadcast simply because yes. 
of the up and down nature of that game, the high scoring of that game, and the what it meant to yep. each team yep. to get to the state finals. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's what Poland ran into too. And it's, I mean, it was just a heartbreaking loss. Poland obviously is good enough to win a state title. Yes, they it are. just, you know, you have to have a little good fortunes in games, and sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way. And unfortunately for them, it didn't. Uh, you got to be a little lucky on your way to a state championship. You do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what level you're playing at, the ball has to bounce your way. And when I say that, means had that you have we... to take advantage mm-hmm. of opportunities that are in front of you, and you have to overcome adversities yep. when they arrive. I don't care where you're at in any game, at any level. Mm-hmm. How you handle that adversity in game matters so much. And the adversity where was the bad snap and... Remind Unfortunately, they just, I'll be honest, I think if it was a, a deeper field, meaning 40, 50 yards, they may have survived it. Yes. But, but because it was such a short field, thing, yeah. and you got to give Liquid Valley all the credit in the world, they made the plays. Yep. And I wish them well uh, in the finals uh, on Saturday. Licking Valley will get their chance at a state championship this year, and they won't have to go through Cincinnati, Wyoming, who got upset this past weekend, so... Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how it all winds out. Yeah, that was Clyde that defeated yes. them, and Clyde yep. is a eight seed. Yeah, so nine and f- ten and four this year. Yes, they were six and four making yep. playoffs. Mm-hmm. They've uh, obviously won four straight into playoffs to get to the state finals. So phenomenal run, and that's what makes the I Ohio High School that. Athletic Association playoffs. So great. Yeah, and maybe the best playoff system in, in all of uh, high school sports for football. I can't compare all 50 states no. or those who play football at that, you know, for state level championships and how they're designed. Well, it's very similar to uh, a couple years ago, South Bend, St. Joe, in Indiana went 5-5 five and five in the regular season and went to the state championship game. So. Yeah, I don't, know there's, I don't know how they determine how they get into the playoffs there. I believe everybody gets in. Well, that may be the case. I, I don't know how it works in Indiana. All I can say, the way they use the point system yes. here in Ohio is probably the fairest yes, and the I most. Yes, I agree with that. Um, because it doesn't kill you to play up. It actually, it's, it's fair in a sense that it gives every team an opportunity to earn the same amount yes. of points. And gives every team opportunity to make their victories worthy. Mm-hmm. And doesn't penalize you nope. for your losses. So you can be 5-5 five and five and qualify for the playoffs. You can mm-hmm. be 6-4 and four like Clyde was and make the playoffs. Yes, you can. You could be 9-1 and one and like Springfield was last season miss and miss the yep. playoffs. There's a lot of scenarios. And there's a reason behind that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it goes to the fourth or fifth decimal point to yep. figure it out. But it does happen. And it is an amazing uh, journey for all these schools to get into the playoffs and make that trek down to the state finals and uh, to Canton this year. Yep. And, you know, like I said, best of luck to the uh, the Tigers from Springfield. And uh, congratulations to the Bulldogs of Poland for an amazing season. Two really good programs, two well-coached teams. Not surprising either one, either of them made it this far. I think Springfield has a really good shot on Friday morning. All right. Not a surprise. On Saturday, the Buckeyes rolled Michigan once again. The only thing that surprised me a little bit was the struggles of the Ohio State secondary. 
I'll say this too. I was surprised. I'm not a big Harbaugh fan. I don't think he's a great coach. Saturday proved he's even worse than I thought. He's awful. He is terrible, Tim. He, he. All right. He may not be the best game coach. I'll grant you that. But when you look where the program was when he took over and where it oh, is he's today, done a good he, job. he's yes. actually done a better job than people give him credit. Yes, he the has. problem is he's run into a juggernaut in Ohio yep. State. And Ohio State has dominated this series since Jim Trestle yep. grabbed the microphone uh, 310 days before the first battle like Justin in, Field in said, Ann Arbor. It just means a little more. Yeah, and then, like we mentioned last week, each coach handed it off to another yep. in pretty good shape, and they take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Myers, when he got the the job at Ohio State, obviously he had the one year of yep. uh, Luke mm-hmm. Fickle, and I'm not Luke was put in a terrible position, position. and he didn't have a, a bona fide play caller, nope. offensive nope. coordinator, and I'm gonna say a down year for Ohio State. It was just an unfortunate year for Ohio State. Things just didn't work out. They had a lot yeah, of you'd internal problems yes. they had to deal mm-hmm. with. Yes, you did. Yep, and they did. Myers came in the next year. They went undefeated with mm-hmm. that talent. Same damn talent. Yep. Yes, he brought in new players. Every coach brings in new players the next year. There's no question about that. Those players are top-notch players. I'm not denying any of that. The following year, you get the national title. Yep. You go forward and on. And, you know, his seven years at Ohio State, just phenomenal. Now he hands it off to Day. Day has an unbelievable talented yes. team and has the opportunity to continue on that path, uh, that level of uh, succeeding, we're talking about being one of the top four teams every yes. year, like Ohio State has been, been yep. for the last 12 years, maybe 13 years. Mm-hmm. You go back all the way to when, to 2002, really. You could say the yeah, last 17 years, yeah, Ohio State's down been... down here was 04, and that was yeah. it. I mean, they've really never had, other than the Luke Fickle year, they've had two years where they may have not been. They've been, yeah. But for the but most part, they've always been in, year, they've been in a national they've title conversation. Yes, yeah. Exactly. And like I said, but each coach has mm-hmm. taken it to the next level. And I don't want to take anything. Away. You know, there's. How good is J.K. Dobbins? <sighs> oh, my goodness. Ezekiel. Yep. Uh, yeah. I was thinking out to myself watching yeah. the game. But that's the type of running back. That they Myers recruit. and yes. that went after yes. his entire you know career, and they continue to do that mm-hmm. and, and find these type of backs. I think Master Teague is in that in that same. I think Master Teague could start on every Big Ten team except for Ohio State I think and Wisconsin. He's probably start for most top twenty teams. Yes, you know, I agree with and that. That's just the way it works. I mean, just like many players in the South wants to play for Alabama Mm -hmm. and they have great talent and they all focus and you go back in the 90s it was Miami Mm -hmm. and and Florida State State. Mm -hmm. that had that flux of talent Mm -hmm. coming from Florida and and elsewhere Uh, it's now moved over to you know Mobile and Alabama and you see it fluctuating with LSU and Georgia Mm -hmm. and a few other schools who popped up with challenges Alabama's been there each and every year and I, I don't think that's ever going to change as long as Saban's there. No. Saban's there, exactly. I just don't think that's going to change at all. We'll see, you know, how it goes forward. And it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to the game in Indy this week. And yeah, rematch with Wisconsin. Yeah. 
And congratulations, called that one perfectly. Yes, yes, I did. I sat here uh, four weeks ago, didn't I? And I said yes. Minnesota's going to lose two of the next three, and uh, they did. They did. Yeah. Well, I think there was a growing pains for that yes. program. Obviously, a very successful year, and they're going to have a chance to get to a a quality bowl game. New York Six, probably. Yeah, probably yeah. lay out back bowl yep. or something like mm-hmm. that and have an opportunity to uh, really shine. And, uh, again, competition breeds competition. Mm-hmm. And you have an opportunity in the Big Ten, like for Wisconsin, to show what they can do, or a Minnesota, mm-hmm. a Michigan, you know. Obviously, these things matter. And will Ohio State continue to roll? I, I just don't – talent level, I don't see how it does not continue. Will Saturday's game be closer than the first game? No. No? I don't even remember the first score. 38-7. <laughs> I just looked it up. Uh, 38-7? In a pouring yeah, down range similar. It's going to be similar. It wouldn't shock me if Ohio State hangs 45 or more on them. I agree and, with that. And if they give up – 20? Yeah, so be it. You know, it doesn't really matter because I think the game will be – Maybe kind of like the Michigan, close in the first quarter. In the second quarter, you see Ohio State pull away. In the third quarter, it's over. Uh, you know, it's in that general mm-hmm. terms of what what happens in a football game. And talent wins out. And when you put talent in good positions to succeed, that's coaching. And I believe Ohio State has done that all season long. And we'll see. I mean, obviously, you have LSU and Clemson yep. waiting. And who else? You know, we'll see who that fourth team Oklahoma is. Oklahoma or Utah, probably. Probably. Yeah. We'll see who we, it is, you know. Yeah. But you know those three are there. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see. I'll be honest. Hypothetically speaking, even if Ohio State gets upset. I think they're I in. Think, yeah. They're I in. think every one of they, these Instead of being number one, they number four. Yeah. They still get the same damn matchup. I think, <laughs> I think if Clemson, LSU, and or Ohio State lose, I think they're... They've all solidified your spot in the playoff. I just don't see how it could be anywhere else, to be honest. I don't expect that to happen. Obviously, in sports, anything can happen. You know, if you play a bad game and the other team plays a great game, uh, you make the mistakes and they can Yeah, you still got to show up sure. and make the plays. Yeah, yeah. You still mm-hmm. have to play football. Yeah. You still have to play the game. Uh, on talent level, it's just, you know, you're talking about All-Americans versus uh, really good players, maybe all-conference-type players, yes. but they're not All-Americans. Yeah, there's a big difference, yeah. Yeah. And that's and I can't see uh, Chase Young having a quiet game this week again. I should rephrase that. I know I made the big prediction last weekend, but I was just having fun. Yeah. But my point is, if you're really looking at the best he football player in football, it is Chase yes. Young. Because how many guys they had to put to him? When you're talking about who is the best player in football, it's Chase Young. Simple as that. Now, does that mean he's going to win the Heisman? No. no. Does that mean he may go number one in the draft? Yes. yes. Thank you. Um, just like Miles Garrett was overall, without question, yes. the number one player in the draft that year. Mm-hmm. Even though the Browns needed a quarterback, yep. they took the, the defensive end. And I know it was a different error for the Browns, but my point is you take, you get a player of that, that caliber, caliber yep. you take them. Boza, for the most part, the two Bozas were that type yes. of player. And like I mentioned before, you can find the best player in football, and it does not have to be, be the, the quarterback yep. or wide receiver or running back. Potentially, it's been nothing but quarterbacks in the last 10, 15 mm-hmm. years for Heisman Trophy winners. There's been a few others, but primarily... Two maybe running backs, yeah. yeah. Right. But primarily, those who won the Heisman have been quarterbacks basically over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. 
if not longer. So Joe Burrows will probably end up winning it, and I'm and he's I, phenomenal. And he's yeah. had a, an, an amazing season, and mm-hmm. it will be an amazing storyline going forward if it's yes. Ohio State and LSU for the national title. Uh, the first uh, was it Monday in the in January. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we'll just wait and see. It should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. It should be interesting going how this will all work what out. Im- what impressed me, and we talked about it briefly, uh, talking about Poland and Springfield, how guys react and adapt to adversity. Really impressed me is the game somewhat put away. I think we felt pretty confident middle of third quarter. It was pretty much a, I know you said this is pretty much over. Fields goes down, and your playoff your playoff. Dreams flash before your eyes because you're not winning a title without Justin Fields. Probably not. Um, Probably not. Yeah, there's we, enough talent. We've, on the we've time. seen it before. Yeah. So well, we've there's seen enough it before. talent yeah. on the field to probably get by. It would put a lot of pressure on your defense. Yes. It would put a lot of pressure on your offensive line to block. But, and you would have to coaches, manage yeah. the game totally different. different you wouldn't yes. be the 45-50 point yep. juggernaut that you are No, today. you'd be a more ball control, yeah. yeah. It's still possible, but yeah. I mean, you're talking about a, a huge yes. drop in, what in Im- quarterbacking there. And uh, What impressed me is, uh, is that he goes down and Chris Juganov comes in. And it's still a game where Michigan holds. They get the ball back. They're going to score. It's a one-possession game again. Chuganoff comes in third down, throws a dart for a first down, keeps the drive alive, makes a play with his legs to pick up a couple, and then Fields comes back in and scrambles left and throws a beautiful touchdown pass in the corner of the end zone. You're seeing the talent level where I was talking yes. about um, of the players. You know, you got and you Fields. can see it up front from the first drive on. Yeah, I mean, you got Fields, you got Dobbins, you got Chase Young. All three of them could win a Heisman. They'll Lave split the vote. Hill They'll Matt, split yes. the vote between the three of them, and none of them will. But that's not the point. It's the, my point is just the talent level. It's just when's such the last a high time level. a team had three Heisman finalists on the same team? Miami, maybe uh, USC, maybe back. Yeah, uh, Leonard and Bush. Yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah, that's you got you Texas, maybe Florida back when you had. Uh, Tebow and them. Yeah. I mean, they probably had two. Yeah. But, th- but yeah, three yeah. legitimate is unique. Yes. Uh, but it just shows you that what we're talking about, the the level of success that they've had at bringing in talent and succeeding with that talent, mm-hmm. not just living off of it, but maximizing that talent yep. and being successful. And, you know, we haven't talked a lot of Ohio State this year because, I mean, the games are the same each and yeah. every week. The opponents change, but the game's the same. And, yeah, this will be the second time facing Wisconsin, Wisconsin. but I'm not going to lose one minute of sleep thinking about this game. No? No. Uh, I will say this. I think Wisconsin keeps it a little more competitive than the last one. Remember, it was a closer game. The score indicated Ohio State uh, kind of pulled away late. I will lose more sleep the following week, let's say, if they have Clemson. Clemson, yes. Because Clemson, we have not beat. Ohio State has not beaten in many years. Uh, I think the last three, four times they've met, they've lost. They got spanked, yeah. Yeah, and they just lost. Yeah. I mean, they've always lost to yes. Clemson. I'm mm-hmm. going back to Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes, Hayes yeah, and the punch and the player, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. they haven't played often, but they've never really succeeded yeah. against that school. So it's one of those things. It will be a huge moment What's in the history of the, of the Buckeyes if they do play them. And what? then 
you get past them. I'm not saying that's who you're facing because yeah, we just don't know what. Most likely Ohio State to be number one, so it'll probably be Oklahoma Utah, or Utah, Utah yeah. before you. And it will be two, three where uh, LSU and let LSU and Clemson, and Clemson battle, battle together, it out. Yeah. But that's just like when Ohio State faces Alabama. Alabama for first, you know you're facing a great team. You know, finish up on Ohio State real quick is what's impressive is yes, it, we haven't talked about them a lot this year because the games have been the same. I mean, complete domination from the kickoff. But it's really impressive when you're dealing with 18- and 19-year-olds to get them motivated each week to play this level of intensity. Um, and they've risen the occasion each and every time. It's, uh, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, it is. And let me throw another thing at you. And I don't know mm-hmm. who was the last school to do this. But Ohio State being... In the, in the Final Four, yes. we know that. Mm-hmm. If the Ohio State basketball team gets to the Final Four, when's the last school that had two teams? Florida. Florida did? Florida. Back in, in 97? Florida that? had it in 05. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. 06, 07. Uh, yeah. That's right. They went yep. back-to-back uh, yep. titles on the uh, on the basketball court. Florida, ready for this? Yeah. Cool stat. Beat Ohio State in both. Yes, exactly. Remember that? Yes, yep. I was going to say, yeah. Yep. Tells you how many years ago, yeah. and my memory, once you said Florida, it all yep. came back flowing to me. But yep. yeah, it's very possible that that basketball team looks good. It's They're early really in the season. Good. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. It, it didn't take long, did it? No. No. Uh, Chris Holtman <laughs> is a really good yeah, basketball coach. Yeah. We talked coach. about him when they were looking for a coach. And a I said, really good yeah, basketball coach. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't take long. To... Most guys that coach at Butler succeed big time wherever they yeah. go. Oh, it is. It's a, it's a uh, it's a launching pad. There's yep. no question about it. So the Browns Steelers game. I don't even know how to say it. it was just disappointing play of the season for the Browns. Mm-hmm. When you get out to a ten point lead and you play really, really good well, football yes. in the first quarter, you hope to see that succeed throughout, continue throughout the game, and that just didn't. And the leadership of this team mm-hmm. lacks. It has superstars, and but, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt, and, and OJB, yep, and Landry, and Landry. It has superstars. It has a budding possible superstar in your quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he has the pedigree, being the Heisman Trophy winner. He has all the tools. And yes, he has the ability to get you maybe to that level. We'll see if he gets there. He may never get there. Well, that's part. That may be part for the problems. What I was going to say in that game. There was no game plan. Nope. I didn't see one ounce of a true game plan. I seen a team that was willing to attack another team like they did in the first game, in the first quarter, and then there was... Anthony, you'll understand this when I say this. It reminded me of watching YSU. Yep. Because, like, well, I have this game plan, but let me throw it out here and stop using it the rest of the game. What's mind-boggling to me, you go back to the first Brown Sears game, not even three weeks ago. And the Browns, for the most part, for 55 minutes of the game, sands of, what, a four-minute drive of Steelers got gifted because of penalties. The Browns physically whipped the crap out of them because they ran the ball, they ran the ball, and they got Baker on the edges, outside of the pocket, making plays. It seemed when the Browns got up to nothing, it was like, you're right, it was like, well, I got this game plan. It's worked for five quarters, but screw it. 
And it's not the first time it's happened this year for the Browns. I think what we're seeing is the inexperience of a head coach yep. and a, a guy who, up until last season, never called plays before. Up until last season, never had a coach more than mm. three or four players at a time. Yes. And now is responsible for 53 players yep. on a team. It's hard to understand. It's hard for me to gather this because this just blows my mind away that you have a receiver, maybe the most gifted receiver in football, in Beckham Jr., mm -hmm. and you don't find a way to get him the ball. That, that's maddening. It's been maddening all season for Browns fans. I mean, what they said is six games in a row now he hasn't had 100 yards receiving, and that's the first time in his career. That tells me two things. Now, listen to me. Let me mm -hmm. make this statement. Former Browns coach Shermer, okay, mm -hmm. was his coach last year, and he was able to get him the, the ball. ball. Yes. Okay, and he may he be one of the worst coaches in the Browns' history. Not the worst, but one. Of, he's in the conversation. That's funny Pat because Schirmer's somebody in the conversation of that. I'm not saying he's the worst. I'm saying he's in that conversation. He's in that realm. Somebody but, at work today said he's one of the better ones they've had. Well, God bless him. Yeah, <laughs> God bless him. Not everybody. Yeah. Not, not everybody knows football. <laughs> um, and not that I'm saying I know more than him, but he's. You do. Yeah, he's he's not. He's not. He's not even close. Maybe he is compared to the other. Coaches that we've had yes. over the last 20 years. Okay, you put them in the upper. That's not saying much. <laughs> that's not saying much. Romeo Cornell, Hugh Jackson, Eric right. Mangini. Well, I think I, I think Romeo Cornell was better than than Schumer, yeah. personally. But not that Romeo Cornell let the world on fire. <laughs> uh, Christ, he only lasted one year in Kansas City before they sacked him. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's right. Romeo did coach Kansas City. Yeah. And that was similar scenario. Mm -hmm. What we're seeing with the Browns this year is similar to what happened in Kansas City. If you remember, Kansas City fired their coach in the middle of that year, and Romeo took over for the last yes. four games of the season. Yes. And I believe they went 4-0 and or 3-1, and something like that. And then he got the job the mm -hmm. next year, and, and they were flat. Fire. Yeah, I think they had four or five wins max the entire year. And he was... Like he was he, he was sacked immediately, and then that's when Reed came. Mm -hmm. Yes, and obviously things have changed. History might be repeating itself. I don't know how it's early December and they go forward with Kitchen going into next season. No matter if he wins the next four games, because you're nine and seven and you're not going to make the playoffs. And when you make the moves that the Browns did to improve your team to make the playoffs and you have a coach who just did not succeed and never put his team in the best position to win and never had close games to win. Mm -hmm. um, what can you say? That's, that's a problem. And it's not kitchen's fault for having the job. It's the person who hired him. Yep. And you know, that is gonna This is a black mark on Dorsey. And going forward. So, it's going to be interesting going forward how they handle this. And I don't know. I just I just don't think Kitchen's going to survive. No, there's no way. And I'm not a big fan of firing a coach after one season. But if, but you, can't get the ball, well, if you can't get the balls to the players who are supposed to make plays for you, you have a problem. Yes. And it's not just offensively. You know, you have a problem when there's a your best defensive back is in Cleveland because he had 
and you had an issue with him, whatever that issue may mm -hmm. be, he may look like your disciplinarian. Mm -hmm. And I get that. And he has to have some control over his team. I'll give him a slight break on that. But you need to win a ball game, too. Yep. And Jimmy Johnson used to say it best. Your, your better players have a longer leash than your the number yes. 53 on the team. And Randall's not number 53 on the team. No. So he needed to be in that game. You needed him. You missed him. Yep. The entire game. You missed that presence at safety. And you got crushed uh, throughout that ball game. And Yeah, but that Pittsburgh team should not have scored on well, you. Well, you lost Randall. You obviously lost Garrett mm -hmm. to the suspension. You had a couple of injuries going up fourth. You had Vernon play, but not 100%. He actually ended up in the second quarter with a knee injury. So, I mean, they were depleted. Mm -hmm. Once the injuries happened during the game, they got depleted. Yes. And the Steelers, being a good team, took advantage of it. The only thing that frustrates me, and I and I made yeah. the joke earlier, and I'll, I'll say it again, I'm tired of losing to the 99th best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I mean this is the second when, time you've done that. Yeah. And the third time it should have, you know, yeah. it almost happened before. It's just, it's, it's, it's insanity. It should not have, it should not be those, the loss to the Broncos, the loss to the Steelers here are microcosms of the problems that the, that kitchens team yes. has had all season. The same thing happened on the road in Denver in a game that you should win and you find a way to lose it. You found a way to lose the game in Pittsburgh when you should have won that and game. And what's matting is you turn back around and you find a way to beat the Bills, who have shown they're pretty good. Well, that whole homestand, those three games, they they proved what I say. You have to win at home. And it just shows you that the losses early in the seasons at yep. home, the free, the, the one to Tennessee. The Rams, the Titans. Yeah, the Tennessee and the Rams. Mm -hmm. Those are two winnable games. And Seattle, too, out. was there for the taking. All three of them. I mean, if you win two of those three, take your pick. You got blown out in the first one for no reason at all. Tennessee's not that good. They're Tennessee terrible. don't yeah. have a good quarterback. Oh, no, God, no. And, and, and the same scenario. The Seattle game was winnable. You couldn't figure out how to get it done. When you look at this, when you evaluate this team this year, it's been underachieving. Yeah. And I said from the very beginning, it's you have to make the playoffs this year. I says, if you're 9-7 and seven, you don't make the playoffs, it's a bust year. Yep. They went out. It's nine and seven. I'm not saying they will. They went out there nine and seven. They're not beating and they're Baltimore. Not, and they're not going to yeah. make the playoffs. It doesn't matter if they do or don't beat Baltimore. If they went out, they're nine and seven. Yep, that's the number. They're not going to make the playoffs. Nope. So, is it any better than being seven and nine last year? Well, last year at least you won games. Yes. And it brought life back to the yeah, some momentum to the, yeah. to the organization. This year, you didn't win any games that. Excited the fans. Obviously, the Baltimore game was your most complete game of the season. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to play that type of game every week uh, the rest of the way through. Uh, there's no guarantee you're going to beat Cincinnati two times. I said that from the very beginning. and I, I think they'll get Cincinnati twice. They should, but Cincinnati played a hell of a game last week. Yeah, they did. And they, did. they went back to... You Dalton, know, yeah. Yeah, they went back to the redhead, and we'll see what he can do. I mean, obviously... It worked for them. It they worked, got yeah. the, they, they, they're playing to win. Mm -hmm. They're not they're, they're tanking, tank, but they're yeah. not trying to, to look terrible like the Browns did. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm just – I look at this Browns team, and I see a lot of talent. Obviously, the offensive line is something that they have to address this offseason. Obviously, discipline within this team 
is going to be huge. Yeah, and that's forward. where the lack of leadership comes yeah, into play. I it think. does, yep. and it comes, and you got to look at the head coach there. Yep, and the inexperience at him at head coach, and his inexperience of not having others around him who can take him to the next level is mm-hmm. very, very intuitive. You know, it's very much part of the game. You know, if he had a, Nor- uh, I'm just going to throw out like a Norv Turner, yes, someone of who's been a head coach, Jerry Kubiak, yeah, yes, exactly, somebody around you who who's you can there. lean on mm-hmm. and talk to and be an associate head coach type scenario and help you through the growing pains of being a head coach mm-hmm. is very important. You know, Chud had that with Nor- Norv Turner. Yep, and. You know, matter of fact, that's what's going on in in Carolina. They just fired Rivera. Oh, did they? They fired him that. today. Our secondary coach is the head coach, but North Turner, who was the offensive yeah. coordinator, was now elevated to it to associate head coach. So he's so, there yes. to help the new head coach in that transition. And they put the former, I think, quarterback coach as offensive coordinator. Just kind of like changes like the Browns made last year, mm-hmm. and that probably was the biggest difference last year when when Greg took over he had the experience of being a head coach for three years with the bills yes. he went through his own turmoil with the nfl and everything i honestly think that's why the browns kind of responded to him because he's been through the wars he knew what to do as a head coach and how to handle uh scenarios and get it you know he's a nutcase himself but in my opinion he was ready for that opportunity and that's mm-hmm. kind of why you know he had the success he did last season as the interim coach of the Browns. That's just, you know, the way I see it. But I look at that game without Ben Roethlisberger, without the wide Juju Suster, yes. without Connors, without and you lose, it. and mm-hmm. you got a rookie quarterback who was cut in the last day of training camp. Um, all right, there's just no excuse to lose that ball game. This was the Steelers' sixth quarterback training camp. Like you said, he was cut. Uh they were without Juju, without Connor, without Pouncey, without Tuit. Yeah. And they still beat you. Yeah. It's just, it's insanity. It's- and like I said last week, we were talking about, honestly, and you rarely say this about an NFL game, where the Steelers are going to score. Because where are the points going to come from? Where? Yeah. I mean, you and I would, Jimmy, had a discussion here. How could they muster points? Because they could barely do it in Cleveland, and, and they had. Most of those guys playing. Yeah. It is what it is, yeah. Anthony. I mean, it's just a disappointing football season that ended. Hey, I got NFL the break today. of a uh, phantom uh, pass interference call at the end of the game. So, for, for the first time all year, my coach was aggressive. My <laughs> coach was aggressive. You know, he won't be aggressive at the opponent's 21-yard line up 14-0, but he'll be aggressive in a tie game at his own uh, 20 with eight seconds left. Hey, it's a Win's a win, right? right? Yeah, that's right. It's a W. That's right. right. Move on, especially against. Be one to know this week, huh? That's right. Uh, Probably not going to happen. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good old kitchen. He tried. We'll see. A I'm for just... effort. It's not his fault Mike completely. Ma- it's not Mike his... McCarthy line one in Berea. Probably, I'm not. It makes sense to yes. interview him at right, least. Right. Well. I'll, I'll go on record saying who I want. I've already said it. I want Myers. I, I absolutely want, you know, Myers to be the next coach of the Cleveland Browns. I don't think that'll happen. But, you know, I'm that's who I'm talking yeah. to first. I'd be absolutely, this is his one opportunity to make that move now. 
Yeah, I mean, if he gets back into coaching, this is his opportunity is, yeah. to make the, to the NFL. Yep. Otherwise, he's going to stay in college the rest of his career or stay retired. Yep. But if you're going to make that move, being a Northeast Ohio guy, uh, I think he would have abs- absolutely great rapport Talent's with players. There. Yeah, I think this is a game, a scenario that fits him best. Uh, we'll see. I don't expect that to happen, but that's who I want. I've I've said that for a long time. Now, I think he shares the sentiment of a lot of Browns fans. Well, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's available. If you're going to make a change, he has to be in the conversation. If he's yep. not in the conversation, I'm disappointed. I, nothing against Mike McCarthy. Nothing against anybody in the NFL. Nothing against the offensive coordinator from the the Vikings who gets a lot of talk about Gary being, Kubiak. Yep. No, I'm talking about the offensive coordinator. Kubiak is the associate oh, coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah. helping out there. Yeah. And and Kubiak's not going to take a head coaching job. I really don't think he wants one. No, I don't think I'm for self scare. No. No, I don't. I think he likes being what he's doing now. Mm-hmm coordinating in a sense and helping out an offense and helping out a uh, a coaching staff mm-hmm. and that's just my gut feeling i could be wrong uh but yeah kubiak would be wonderful i take him in a heartbeat i love kubiak well i think he would be perfect for baker yo i completely agree i, I think his scheme and his system would let baker shine and i think myers would be perfect for baker too. To be honest yes and, and i Myer, think both of them would. yeah and going forward we'll just wait and see i mean i just think if you're going to, and I just don't see how you at least have to entertain. I just don't see. A, I don't see a path for Kitchen surviving. No, not unless you win out. You get a lot of help, and you get in, and you win a game. He's not coming back. There's no way. I just, I just don't know how he survives. I just don't. I, I I'm not against Kitchen. As a person, I think he's a. I honestly just think he's, he's a got good the football job. coach. Well, I think he got his job just too soon yep you know i think it was a gamble and it didn't pay off and, and that could be like you, josh mcdaniels too well you know i heard okay. an interesting statement earlier this week and i forget who said it but it's going to come down to kitchen or beckham and i think beckham wins and kitchen yes. loses yes. that's just my opinion and we'll go from there uh we'll, we'll just wait and see uh i don't expect it I'm going to turn the page real quickly to yes. basketball because okay. my basketball Friday season night. starts Friday, Friday and Saturday night. night. Yes, back-to-back in Newcastle as the Red Hurricane takes the court for the first time this year. The Canes um, should be a really interesting team. Last year, they were 23-5. and They won the WPIL. They won their section, obviously, ahead of time and then went on to win the WPIL for the third straight season. Mm-hmm. Or it might be the fourth. I gotta. I, mean, I think they're going for their fourth this year. I was thinking it was the third straight. You've been here three years. This right? will be my third season. This will be your third year. Yeah, and it's going to be. It starts Friday night. Easiest way to tune in is through probably the Trip Live uh, Sports Network and Trip Live Facebook uh, app or on Facebook or oh uh, no, that is uh, through uh, the internet. Just okay. go. To, just do a search for Trip Live, and it will, it will take you there. I believe the station, WKST 1200, is also available on TuneIn. Okay. It might be available. You can try that, too. But uh, 7 o'clock, we'll uh, we'll go on air about Holiday Classic or just two games? Uh, Two games. Two games. It is a uh, opener, season opener classic, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think they have the actually Holiday Classic towards uh, Christmas, New Year's. And then uh, this is just the start of the season. They, they traditionally open up with Westinghouse. Mm-hmm. But here's the good one. 
The following night, it's not a tournament where you you know you'll you, play the winner. Yeah. Okay. The following night, it will be Sharon. Really? Yes. So Newcastle Sharon game two of the season. Sharon beat yeah. Newcastle a couple years ago in the yes. tournament, right? Yes. Matter of fact, they beat him in the state tournament. Yes. In the quarterfinals. So that's right. Uh, yeah, I'm really getting excited about both those two games. Uh, Westinghouse will will play hard. They'll play good. Matter of fact, uh, they took them down to the last uh, few minutes mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. So anything's possible, and it will be interesting to see. They got some great young players, and uh, if you want to find out more about them, you can go back in our archives and find the uh, Running with the Canes podcast. Mm-hmm. That dealt with all last season's uh, thing. And I hope to do it again this year. I'm looking forward to, to trying to put that together. Life um, maybe has started to seem to maybe slow down a little bit for us. I don't know about you. Maybe for you. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe just trying to speak it into existence. <laughs> Basketball season is just starting to rev up. Maybe and... just trying to speak it into existence. <laughs> I got I got a twenty game schedule coming up or a sixteen eighteen uh, broadcast schedule coming up here so hopefully more and maybe even yeah. more so and most likely more once the uh, tournament arrives in in a few months so yeah uh, four games in in December being broadcast mm-hmm. and then uh, come January it's two games a week yep for the rest of the year until the uh, season ends so it should be an amazing opportunity they got some great talent mm-hmm. and. Uh, they have the bullseye on their back again. And just out of uh, information, uh, Coach Julia, who is the head coach of Ambridge, who has been coaching for 38 seasons, just retired yesterday. Did he? It was his eighth season at his alma mater mm-hmm. at Ambridge. That's where he uh, graduated from. Um, just said the passion wasn't there to, to continue. Hmm. He goes, I kept thinking it was going to kick in. It just never, never did. did. And they're down to one coach. Wow. The other coach uh, left during the, the summer, I guess. Wow. So they they just had the two. So it's going to be interesting there for uh, Ambridge going forward. So we wish them, the Bridgers, the best, except against the Kings. Uh, I can say that, can I? Yeah, I, can yeah. Be, I guess I could be a little... Uh, I cover one team in yes, basketball. Yes, I'm you not, do. I'm you not, can have a I'm not doing the interest. game of the week You can scenario. have a rooting interest. I actually it. do have a rooting interest. I tell you what, I've said it before. And I, I honestly do believe, uh, you know, Sashi, uh, a good friend, uh, who I filled in twice now for. Uh, everyone knows the story of what happened to Sa- Sashi, but uh, I'm just so thrilled to have his seat and to to call these games. It's It's been a blessing, and it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I want to wish the Tigers the best uh, on Friday locally. Yep. And uh, just – my heart's out to the Bulldogs for their season and what a great run they had and uh, bring home a state title, bring home number 22 to the yep. Valley since 1972 here for uh, Springfield. And this would be the first public school to win a state title in a while for Aaron, yeah, right? Yeah. Cause it was, it was Mooney and, and Mooney JFK. Yeah. Right. Those three are the last three of the win. Who's the last team? JFK about three years ago. Yeah. Who's the last public team to win? Poland. Uh, Poland, 99, I think. Because Gerard didn't do it last year. Yeah. Canfield lost. Right. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, I believe, uh, 99. Yep. It was P- Poland. Yep. So. Yeah. Wow. It's been a long time on that level. But I believe there's only two um, Catholic schools that have made the finals. Yes. So the whole Catholic divisions. bias? Yeah. It's a it's myth. Gone. It's gone. It's 
It's a myth. It's gone. Yep. It's always been a myth. Yes, it has. In my opinion, it's always been a myth. I agree with you 100%. It's, it's just purely a bias, and I get it. And and some of it has legitimacy at times. There are some. But in, in most of it, it's, it's, a myth. it's just it's I, a, big, it's a bias, but it's that's a just big my opinion. blown myth. All right, with that in mind, check us out next week here on Radio MVP. Obviously, anywhere you get your downloads, if there's a rating and review and subscribe, please do that. Tell your family and friends and even your enemies about Radio MVP as we continue to bring you uh, sports coverage, not just in Northeast Ohio, but Western Pennsylvania as we get into the high school basketball season. So for Anthony, I am Tim. We'll talk to you next week.